a new year, a brand new day. Nothing but positivity allowed inside my day. Nothing but blessings, health, wealth, and love. And the creative spark to express all of the above. I'm talking no limits. See the stacks I've already spent it. And the life I've already lived it. The dreams they are just beginning. I mean no limits. Prosperity through all retirement. Humanity saving the environment. The highest level of the flyest shit, yeah. Hey y'all, you are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective, somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey y'all, it's your girl Maria, and this week's episode of The Spiritual Homegirl podcast is with Monique Mertens from Qualitarian Life. Qualitarian Life is... Her brainchild, that's her business, it is a 360-degree holistic lifestyle program, and she is the founder and the coach. Now, the thing I thought that was interesting about Monique's story is that I initially wanted to interview Monique solely about business, about how she was able to, um, you know, she's young, and she's out there doing her thing, and she's, you know, an entrepreneur, and I know she had curated some events, I know she's a motivational speaker, um, so I wanted to talk to her more so about that. However, as the conversation went on, I realized that there are many layers to Monique that people needed to know about. And her story is unique but relatable in the sense of people wanting to do different things. And society pushes us in a direction to where we have to choose one. Or so they make it seem we have to choose this one. And they make it seem like it's not okay to be multifaceted. I can understand if you're doing a hundred different things. But in this case, you know, Monique can get your business together. She's also a personal trainer. She studies psychology. So she's pretty much all across the board when it comes to total health. So I thought that was pretty cool. Um, And I I really wanted to pick her brain on that. Also, another thing I noticed is that Monique is a part of some women's groups. And I thought that was cool because um, with women being a minority and, you know, making moves entrepreneurially and in business, it's really important, and not even just in w- just women only, but just in general, it's really important to find like-minded people and want to see you win, and you want to see them win, and you guys can progress individually while progressing as a group. And I noticed that Monique was a part of a group that does that out in New York City, and I wanted to ask her about that as well. Hopefully, I'll inspire some of you all, as well as it inspired myself, to really link up with folks that you fool with and really get things done, because it's really important. Like I say... In previous episodes, we are all connected and we're all trying to figure this whole journey out and we can all learn from each other. So I thought Monique was a good example with that concept. I don't even want to, because the thing is, I could read a bio, but I feel like with Monique, she tells her story so much better. I just know, just know this, she's out there in New York and she's doing her thing. She's driven, she's passionate, she's focused and she's motivational. And she actually, it was a really great interview. I really enjoyed talking with her. But I don't want to spoil it for y'all. Y'all enjoy. So, Peace Monique, how you doing? Peace, Maria. I'm doing well. How are you? I am good, good. So, holistic health wellness coach, personal trainer, and you're a brand strategist. How did you find a passion for all of these different things? Uh, It seems wild, right? Advertising, and I didn't really know it was brand strategy at the time, but from being even just in 
elementary school and high school, I was always really fascinated with advertisements, especially looking at like Vibe magazine and seeing how artists, hip hop artists would be featured in fashion ads. You know, I was like, that's really dope. I would make creative things out of that, but I didn't really think of advertising as a career, so to speak. But when I did get to university, I the school that I went to, the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, has a really incredible advertising program. So even though I was studying psychology as my major, I took a double major in advertising because I was like, oh, I have a passion there. Let me see where it goes because, you know, whether it's toothpaste or tomatoes, everything needs to be marketed. So I figured in terms of finding a job, there would always be something there for me. Um, and before I graduated high school, I mean, not high school, before I graduated college, my aunt, who was like a second mother to me, she actually passed away from ovarian cancer. And it was at that time that I really took a personal interest into health and nutrition, just from, um, you know, going through that process with her and learning about how a lot of the food that, you know, that we all eat can contribute to our health outcomes. Um Throughout the journey of that, I kind of just straddled the fence, whether I was working, um, it's hard to say, like, my first, I I didn't take a job at first when I graduated from school. I started and co-founded a street style and lifestyle site and blog called Swagger, Swagger New York at the time, and I was also personal training. You know, and I was also thinking about becoming a nutritionist or a holistic health coach. So I kind of can't ignore the fact that wanting to help people become their greatest versions and be, you know, achieve their health, wealth, and happiness goals is something that's very, very important to me. And the reason why I say it's not just health or wellness, but it's health, wealth, and happiness is just because the psychological stress of not having, being able to pay your bills, you know, like that that could really break a person down and it doesn't matter what you eat if you are so stressed that you can't function, you know? So it has to be holistic. And if I can help you, um, if if I can help you identify or catalyze on what's going to help you to generate that extra income and then also make sure that you have the stamina to achieve those goals, then that's where I feel really, really fulfilled. And on my personal journey, I was able to identify those things because I realized when I don't take those things into consideration, I get depressed, my anxiety is out of control, and I experience all of these symptoms that put me in a really, really dark place. And I don't like to be in that place, and I can only imagine that none of us do, you know. So I respect the part that detail in my journey, and I'm happy to talk about it because it's what enables me to connect with, I think, almost anyone, you know, because at some point we've all experienced that. And hopefully all of us do want to activate on at least one of our dreams. Right. That's a really interesting journey. Um, With society being so heavy, especially as a lately, there's a lot of conflict, there's a lot of tension that tends to weigh on our spirits a lot. So I think that's really great that you're trying to hit it 360 because you're right, if you're eating right and your mind is not right, it's it's almost counterproductive. It's not really moving you forward. But one thing I also want to ask you with how society operates, you know, society likes labels. We like to put people in boxes. And I've noticed that with your journey, you haven't really been a, a boxy kind of woman. It seems like, <laughs> no, seriously, you said you straddled the fence. You're a person who studied the human mind, 
as well as advertising. And then you were doing fitness and personal training, but then you're working, you know, with brands and you're, and you're starting up brands. So, you know, did you ever feel like maybe you should kind of kind of choose one over the other? Or were you ever told that you couldn't be multifaceted? That's a really great question. Thank you so much for asking that. It's funny because I don't think that that many people have told me no or that I couldn't, but I have experienced a great deal of um, lack of understanding. And when people don't understand, like if you give someone an apple, they're like, oh, this is an apple. An apple a day keeps the doctor away. They can support that. But because I haven't put myself in a box, it has been very challenging for people to be like, oh, this is what she's doing, support it, go towards it. But I respect that within myself as well because in the times where I've tried to just put myself in a box, like maybe work in a corporate situation, which I've done a couple times, I've experienced great cognitive dissonance within myself. And for anyone that doesn't know what that means, it's it's literally – feeling like you're being pulled in two directions, um, but inside of your body, because I'd be sitting at that desk knowing that I can do this job because I'm, my mind works and I can get the task done, but everything inside of my body is telling me that this is not where I'm supposed to be and that I'm not following my purpose. So now that I'm kind of confidently bringing it all together and just knowing that, you know, there are so many more people now than when I've started who are active about being entrepreneurs or wanting to get out of a nine-to-five situation that I think and I feel confident enough to say that I know this is a time where it will be okay for me to not be in that box because we're more open to having conversations about 360, as you said, and holistic health and knowing that it can't just be work, 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 work to get us to success that will lead us to financial stability and, and freedom. Now, I know there's a lot of people, and that's a great answer. There's a lot of people who struggle with paycheck and passion. There are a lot of people who work nine to five, Monday through Friday, sometimes on the weekend, sometimes long hours, who really just want to do what they feel they were called to do. When you were working your corporate gigs, how were you able to say, you know what, this don't fit no more. I got to go. What was the, the, the point for you where you knew you had to break, break out? So funny that you use the phrase break out because my body responds to me very, very visually. And so in many of the situations where I've tried to do, you know, like put my all into a corporate situation, my body, specifically my face, will break out very, very aggressively. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so it's it's very and that you know it becomes challenging for me personally as well because that's a huge hit to my self-esteem you know and it also becomes a reason that I would hide more instead of putting myself out there and being my own brand so it becomes very very personal but at the same time when I know that my body like my cortisol is high I'm like shaking at my desk or it's so difficult to wake up each morning to go someplace and I might not even hate it but I know that it's not right for me, you know? So I just had to become really, really in tune with my body. I had I found that I was putting myself in very, very similar situations, just like um, repeating a cycle of insanity for myself. You know, it's not necessarily the wrong place for someone else, but for me, it wasn't right. And I just had to listen to my body um, 
the physical signs, the psychological signs, and definitely um, the anxiety and stress signs and depression too. But in terms of making that leap and taking the risk, um, right now, because I just recently made a transition, the stars kind of aligned for me. I knew that I really wanted to focus more on health and wellness and bring that back into the forefront of my brands because a lot of people will come to me for brand strategy. However, I would prefer to work with someone that understands I'm bringing, I can bring more to the table. And if I'm investing in you as a client, I want to make sure that I'm investing in all of you, not just part of you. And I was actually able to get a, um, a personal trainer opportunity at a local gym. And I'm really thankful for that because it just kind of helps me put more eggs in a basket that, like I said, people can support. You know, an apple is an apple. You get it. A personal trainer or someone who's spending most of their time in the gym, people understand that. So it's kind of just me tightening my brand a little bit more, even though I'm still doing um, what I love, which is all three. And the great thing about it is that there's a, a quote-unquote halo of a little bit more financial stability there, but if you've ever had any friends that are personal trainers, you know that it's really an entrepreneurial business as well. So it's really a kick in the backside for me to go 300 and building my brand and making sure that I'm activating on my dreams. Oh, okay. So let me get this straight. I just want to make sure I understand. So let's say if I came to you for a business idea or, or just strategy – not only could you offer me that piece of the puzzle in terms of marketing, but in terms of making sure that I'm in a good mental space or a good physical space or a good financial space, you're able to help with all four of those things? Exactly. And if it isn't something that's not my personal, personal expertise, I've made connections with incredible um, coaches or just um, experts. Maybe it's in mental health specifically, or maybe it's in personal finance specifically. When it comes to accountability and goal setting and giving you tools and motivation, yes, that's what I want to do, not just for your brand, but for your whole life, you know? So that's absolutely what I want to do and what's going to be, you know, the next phase of my journey. Okay, okay. So what was your favorite brand or project to work on in any aspect? My first real personal entrepreneurial venture, which is a beverage company I started with my best friend and business partner, and it's called Love Potion 214, Mel and Moe's Love Potion 214. And we, you know, I was making, I don't know if you're familiar with Coquito, but. Oh, girl? Yes. Yes. <laughs> my family's from the Virgin Islands. You know I know about some Coquito. Okay. <laughs> so it's funny. My mom's Puerto Rican, my dad's Guyanese, and I never, ever grew up on Coquito. My mom has, like, a horror story from my grandmother. She had the susu, and she got really drunk, and it was just a mess. But cause she thought she lost the money, but she didn't. She had it. Anyway, um, I think it was 2010. I was like, I'm going to make some. I don't know why, but I'm going to make some. My mom was like, just make it. I'll help you sell it. And she was in the laundry room pushing Coquito for me. I was like, this is wild. <laughs> but I had people knocking at my door um, just to come pick up and buy. It was it was really a hustle. And Mel, she just, you know, was brainstorming and came to me one day and was like, what if we made a drink uh, for the next holiday? We can, you know, add this and this to Da, 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 da. And I was like, sure. And she said Valentine's Day. That was the next holiday. And um, I was like, amazing. We could call it Love Potion, Love Potion 214, because every potion needs a number. And so it's 
evolved from what once what once was an alcoholic beverage to a non-dairy chocolate beverage and infused with vanilla and rose to remind you of Valentine's Day every day. Oh, that's fly. And it's non-dairy? Yeah. But that was an evolution. As an evolution, we started off dairy, alcohol, all of this. But in our journey in building that brand, we had the opportunity to collaborate with other amazing brands such as General Motors, Timberland, um, and others too just to do sponsored content and, you know, integrate these amazing companies into our brand identity. And this was still pretty early on before, you know, the the evolution of the influencer. But knowing that you could take such a small seed and make it grow to a place where, you know, billion-dollar companies are willing to work with you, I was like, this is not just something that's possible for me, but it's possible for any entrepreneur. And in our strategy of just getting our own what we call testimonials, we interviewed other rappers, artists, hip-hop graffiti legends, you know. So we just realized that there's a, an incredible opportunity to help uh, promote each other. And when I say that, I would just like to finish with thank you so much for, you know, inviting me to have this interview because it's a testament to that as well. So that brand was my favorite because it showed me the opportunity to work with other entrepreneurs and artists and creatives um, at a bigger level and at a bigger scale that can help to uplift us all. That's great. I mean, I I really respect what you're doing, especially with a woman. And I hate to make it all about, you know, of color or what have you, but, I mean, you're a double minority and you're out here pursuing your passion and you're in a really competitive city. So that that stands out a lot to me. And, I mean, you really got to hold your own to do your thing in New York City. So, and then especially with you being in a situation where you don't fit into a box, which which is not a bad thing, I think that is definitely worthy of, you know, being able to interview and hopefully inspire people that are scared to kind of pursue their passion because they're stuck to the paycheck, which, again, we're taught to be that way, which is unfortunate. We're programmed to be that way. But maybe Believe. somebody can say, you know what, I don't have to be in this cubicle until I'm 65 if I don't want to be, or shit, even to the next, of the, you know, to the end of the years. I will say this, though, because I really want to paint an honest picture of my story. I'm from New York, so I've had a lot of support in the fact that my parents live here, too, you know? Mm -hmm. So there are a lot of finances and financial responsibilities that I haven't had to take on fully throughout this time because they've been – they understand that um, a more traditional track is not really in my path, Mm -hmm. um, and – they respect the fact that I'm an entrepreneur. So I've been very, very lucky and blessed in that respect. And I know that's not the same story for everyone. Yeah, I feel it. I mean, with a lot of things, I think we're taught to roll solo and be self-made. We really need a team. Like I interviewed Jareen Person Lynn from Brass Knuckle Finance last season. And he was like, we always keep trying to do things on our own. And that's like the worst thing you could do. You need a support system and you need a team to be successful, whether it's in finances or just period. Fully. It's interesting, too, that you said that because one of, you know, I'm one of my really good friends, he describes me as being a catalyst in terms of thoughts and ideas. So I can activate on just a little seed. And one of the seeds that was shared with me along this journey was self-made. And I built like an app around it and all of these concepts. But for me, exactly what you said is how I flipped it in terms of the brand perspective, because, yes, you 
it's really, really difficult. I think it's almost um, a, a lie and a falsehood mm-hmm. in the concept of entrepreneurship. You can be a business owner, like you said, <laughs> but to do everything on your own is nearly impossible. And we, I was telling someone the other day, I was like, you know, we see all of these um, white males who, you know, they have an idea, they then they have a business, you know, and it's just like magic. It happens for them. But the reality is, is that they get a lot of money and support from, you know, their smaller circle, their familiar circle, and then they reach out, reach out, reach out. That's That's a team, you know. That's a community. And those are the resources that aren't necessarily – as readily available in communities of color or and we don't necessarily have the enforcement of the skill set to activate on those. So those are really important conversations to have. However, when I think of entrepreneurship and when I think of being self-made, I almost relate it back to all of the values I've put together for qualitarian life because, yes, you need a team, but if you don't have the tools within yourself to get up yourself every day (laughs) – then it becomes even it's impossible to do it, even if you have a team. You know, you have to make sure that you are good within yourself and that you're making, um, you're making it within, for, and of yourself every step, every single step of the way. Yeah, and I mean, I I do agree with that. Like in our community, we're really big on. It's almost like, all right, you 18, now figure it out. Okay, you got your degree, now figure it out. Go get on your own. Go get you know, go get a job. And it's kind of like, you know, a year or two out of school at your mom's house probably might help you stack some money. It puts you in a better position to handle adulthood versus just being thrown out in the water. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And just figuring out if you can swim or not. Everybody doesn't respond well to that approach. And I don't think everybody should be forced into that position if you know that you might be able to have more of an incubator setting that might set them up better in the long run. Yeah, they might, or the long run, they might be able to hustle up and do it for the sake of survival, but that's stress. That's hella stressful. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, I think the word incubator is perfect. Just even thinking about how these startup incubators exist, but they don't exist in a high enough frequency in the right communities to really create the businesses and support the business ideas that so many of us have and to help us to really gain that independence and financial freedom that we need or just to see that it's, I know now we see it's more possible. I understand that and I get that, but it's still a difference between seeing success on social media and seeing it, you know, in your neighbor, you know what I mean? And yeah, your neighbor on both sides, you know? So it's much needed. And just like you said, the more that we can realize, okay, um, we're all going to come together. We all have, five different dreams, but if we pool our resources, whether it be food or financial, we can stack, incubate within each other, and then help each other to grow. Exactly. Now, I also noticed that you are a board member with Women Who Cultivate. What is that organization? So Women Who Cultivate, it's a group of a women started by a, one of my mentors who chooses to be a little bit unnamed in this respect, but she's She is one of the originators of what it takes to build an iconic brand and has done amazing work within the industry and created women who cultivate as a support for the hustle, you know, a support for the people who help to catalyze and cultivate the culture. Because a lot of those women aren't celebrated and supported the way that they should be. 
So there's a series of events. There will be more programs coming out as well. But I'm so blessed to have her as a mentor, and she just invited me. At the time, I was working corporate, so I couldn't be really, really involved. But she was like, this is something that I want you to be involved in in a very um, way that's in line with the core because you supported me and I see how you support other women, and I want this to be something that you're involved in. You know, how important is it for women to link up? In my experience, I don't want anybody to think I'm being general because I'm only speaking from my experience. I've noticed that it's easier for men to link up and handle business and support each other than it is for women. Um, In your experience, have you seen something similar to that or no? In my experience, because I'm going to put the same disclaimer up that you did because I fully (laughs) agree. (laughs) Um, In my experience, I – and I'll relate this most – specifically to Love Potion because, you know, if I was just to tell you I have a drink that's an aphrodisiac and it's called Love Potion 214, you may create a visual image where um, I'm heavily promoting sexuality. I'm showing my body, et cetera, et cetera, or I'm showing other people's bodies, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I say that because it creates a kind of energy about the type of either males or females that you'll attract or that may come towards you or approach you in business situations. Now, in my experience with this brand and this business, um, it's been a bit bit challenging to work with other women. I don't know if it's something that um, there's an expectation that's not met, but there are a lot of women who are on one track or who were. I I think now there's changing and that is – um, a testament almost even to your brand and how you've branded yourself and so many other women who are open to being more holistic, being themselves and being really comfortable in themselves and strong in themselves because it's been difficult to kind of like reach that core, I believe, and to support each other because there are so many insecurities that haven't haven't been discussed. I think that conversation is changing a lot now. Mm-hmm. And I think that, and I hope, that with that change in conversation and by creating more spaces for women to come together, even if it's different niches of women, you know, um, to come together and to support each other so that we can work together. I haven't had a lot of personal success. And so that's where I tell this the story. And I also want to share that even trying to work with men has been very, very challenging because what they have in their minds about what this type of work work interaction is going to be. Maybe they're not even thinking it's going to be a work interaction, but for me to present myself and show that I'm taking myself seriously 300%, it throws, it throws things off. So perhaps what the core of what I'm getting to is it can be very challenging to come together and work with people, male or female, if there's a, a very strong insecurity within either group. You know, yeah, because now, like I said, we're having more conversations about what it really means to be insecure and how to kind of refill your cup once you've identified what those insecurities are, you know, where the cracks are and how you can fill yourself up first. I think that they will create more opportunities for constructive collaboration because we won't be looking at the next, you know, entrepreneur as a threat. There's more than enough money to go around, especially when we're working together and supporting each other's businesses first. Right. The way I look at it is the universe is so abundant. It's enough for everybody. And I feel like when we focus on 
what the other person has on their plate, it lessens the potential for us to eat because we're not even worrying about ourselves, worrying about somebody else. Absolutely. For all you know, that person might be able to share, you know what I'm saying, to share their knowledge or experience with you or share their network with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. And to say it's not a competition. It's you, you know, our, our challenge is to be improve on ourselves. Yep. Period. You know, and the more that we do that, the more that we fill, make sure our cup is filled first, the more we have to pour out into others. And that's what's going to attract all the abundance, whether it be financial, relationship, or health. Intent follows the thought, y'all. When intent is good, you receive good. Well, when you think good, intend good, do good, you receive good. You know, any type of false expectation or false, you know, way of going about it, it's obviously not going to be as fruitful as we would like it to be. So I really like that women who cultivate. I like the fact that you're a part of that. That's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And just like you said, thoughts thoughts are things, thoughts are seeds. So it, it starts just with how you yourself talk and what you are allowing to grow, you know, in your head. Because it, you can, a thought can be there and you can dismiss it or you can identify it and put it away. Mm-hmm. But if you ruminate on it, then it, it just creates the opportunity for you to be lost in a cycle that you you really don't want to get caught up in. Exactly. I couldn't have said it better myself, for real. Hmm. Now, energetically, I know you said you have a passion for these different uh, facets within the brand of qualitarian life. How does it feel to assist your clients, like energetically or spiritually? How does that feel to know that, you know, you're helping somebody change their life? What does that do for you? It's really, it's really amazing, and I can say that it's only been very recently because, again, I've done it in different levels for different people, but it's been more individualized. Maybe it was just a brand activation, or maybe it was just health coaching, or maybe it was just personal training. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I had a session recently, and it was with a client who um, – was just got some bad news about cancer being present in her body again. Oh. And even though that session was mostly about her health, you know, and it was mostly about nutrition, I brought the whole arsenal, you know, and I really just let God come through because this is it wasn't about it's not it's not about what you're eating. You know what I mean? It's not me giving you a prescription, but it's me having a moment with you energetically to let you know that you within yourself have all of the tools to make the change you want to happen within and for your body, you know? And it starts just like we just said, it starts with the thoughts. It starts with you making sure that you are creating clear space within your mind and your body for your body to heal and for you to make the right choices. Because for example, if you're stressed all day at work, you might have make the wrong food choice or you might not decide to exercise, you know, so you see how one stressful situation could lead to a snowball effect of decisions that you might not make if your head was clear and if you were in a good heart space. So fast forward a couple weeks later, she actually just found out that she did have a procedure. I will say that she did have a procedure, but she just found out that she does not have enough cancer in her body for chemo to be required and she fully became vegan and is you know really looking forward to continuing a lifestyle where it's not just that she's making um, plant-based health choices for nutrition but she's you know journaling and she's thinking more about being mindful and present and 
just being, um, you know, a great version, the best version of herself. So for me, it's just like to God be the glory fully. You know, I can't really take the credit for that. But having the opportunity to be a vessel in that capacity is not only a reward, but it is so much of an affirmation and a confirmation that I need to keep pushing forward and that this is only the beginning. That's awesome. So you basically helped her empower herself to where she's healing from the inside out. That's what it sounds like to me. Correct me if I'm wrong, but that's what it sounds like. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that's great, Monique. That's awesome. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's, you know, I can't take the credit for it again, but it's so awesome to know that that one encounter and full, full disclosure, like her son is a vegan. There are people in her immediate circle that, have encouraged her along this journey, but it wasn't until after we had that meeting that she was like, this is something I'm going to do for myself and I'm going to commit to. Sometimes it takes, you know, just having an outside perspective come in to put it all into context, and I'm just very thankful and blessed to have been that vessel in that moment. That's great. I feel like you might have answered this question on the low, Um, basically (laughs) saying whether it's brand strategy or just overall holistic um, um, health and wellness, like how important is it to have a coach for that? Some, you know, I'm just kind of curious to know, like, what that what that is, or the importance of it. Excuse me. So I, I guess I can speak um, based on my own personal experience because I've worked with coaches before, um, different in different ways and different capacities, and I could I've had some of the best coaches, the best 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 coaches, but because I was not in the right mental space to activate within myself. And in that sense, that's where the concept of being self-made comes in for me because I wasn't really ready to do that for myself and give myself the gift of accountability and um, be able to be my own coach. The coaching didn't matter, you know? It didn't matter that I paid for this coach. It didn't matter that she recorded the sessions and I could listen back to it. My mind and my body were not ready and my spirit was not ready to trust that I was on the right path or that this was where I needed to be going. But I can tell you as a complete fact, when I first was becoming a health coach, and that was I think that was the first time I worked with a coach because part of the program is you experiencing the training um, through someone who is more senior than you. And I was telling her, you know, about Swagger and all of these projects that I was working on. And she just, you know, asked me, like, well, where did you being a health coach fit into that? Like, what if you had a health section on Swagger, you know? And this was back in 2010. And I was just like, ugh, I don't think the brand alignment is there, you know? Like, I don't, I don't think it'll be accepted. Like, I don't know. And I didn't even approach the idea, you know? I didn't even suggest it. Shame on me for that, however... You can see now almost every media site has some section that's targeted to wellness. You know what I mean? The conversation has switched switched a lot now. So I'm okay with not having been, like, a pioneer, you know what I mean, and not getting all the credit. (laughs) That's cool. Um, But for me, again, I wasn't able to take that initiative, even with having a coach, until – I was able to turn on that switch within myself. So I do think having a coach is important, but you can't start working with a coach 
thinking that this person is going to be what makes a change for you. At the beginning and at the end of every day, you have to have that self-accountability and self-motivation to know that your coach is just one of your biggest cheerleaders. You know, it's going to help to keep you accountable and help to push you to set new goals, but you are your biggest cheerleader. I like it. Okay, okay. So let's say hypothetically there's someone listening out there who wants to get some type of coach, and you know there are coaches popping up left and right. What would you suggest to someone that is looking for a coach and doesn't know how to select one? That's a really good question. I'm very big on energy. So I think that there are a couple things that you could look at, but I think the biggest factor will be energy. So I I would say if you coach, if you want a coach that may help you in terms of boosting your network, then look for someone that is aligned with the type of people you want to connect with because a lot of coaches now will like invite you into their community of other clients, you know, or um will link you into their contact list. So that's that's one thing and that's a very specific goal. You know? Um also you want to find someone that's in visually is where you want to be. And I, I think I've put that with the with a pinch of salt because uh, looks aren't everything, you know, and how someone like portrays themselves on social is not, their, that's not their life. That's not the full story. So you can't really get the full picture there, but you, I think you have the right to interview a coach as much as they're trying to sell you their products and sell you their coaching. So don't hesitate to ask questions that will give you insight into that person's, not only their success, but their lifestyle, because I want to align myself with someone who's living a life that I want to live personally. And I know that it's a journey, so, you know, no one's at their destination yet, but if I know that this person is actively taking the steps towards living a healthier life and, you know, being their happiest self, and throughout that that way is accumulating the wealth that helps them to keep on giving, then that's great. And then lastly, um, is just listen to your intuition, you know? Don't think that you need to work with this person just because they have the network or just because they, you know, it seems like they're living the life you want to live. So I know that's kind of like a contradiction to everything that I just said, but if, you know, it's they look so great on paper and you get on the phone with them and something inside of you is saying no, then you got to listen to yourself, you know? You have to listen to that voice. So don't just invest in something because everyone else is doing it or because the website has so many success stories. Take the time to figure out what this coach, what this person is all about and see if it's someone that you really want to make. It's an investment in yourself, but you're investing in that person too. I actually like that answer. Even with you said it being a contradiction, I'm glad you mentioned that because we can sometimes, and I did an episode uh I think two episodes ago about social media and mental health, about how we portray an image on social media and we believe the persona and forget that, you know, rent is due by the third or the fifth. Like some of my followers said, it's due by the fifth on my, in my complex. So some people forget that they forget that they're actually human. They forget that they're 
again, not at their destination yet. They're still figuring things out. And um, that is definitely something to take into consideration. Just because someone has a lot of followers doesn't mean they're the best life coach. Just because somebody is, you know, looking the part doesn't mean they're living the part. So the part about interviewing to really test that authenticity, I think is pretty thorough. That's a good idea. Thank you. Let's so see, what else? Anyone could feel free to interview me on. Listen, I'm on a journey. I'll be completely honest. <laughs> we, yeah, we I, all are, yeah. But, uh, you know, I do, uh, I love to encourage people to be their greatest versions. Um, and especially when it comes to nutrition and spirituality and that link, like I may push the envelope in terms of conversation for you and I may introduce you to some things that you may not be aware of, you know, um, but... The goal is just to open your heart, heart, mind, and body and spirit to a more natural way of healing yourself and a more natural way of living your life. So you can be best in tune with yourself and your intuition and make the right decisions. Right, for sure. That's that's a really, I love these answers. These answers are like, you can tell, yes, you have, a brand and yes it would be nice to promote the brand a very you know non you know how everybody want to be pristine and act like they're not going through stuff and they are or that they're not capable of having their moments this is just a really authentic talk with someone who is capable of coaching but is very self-aware to know that yo like I'm a coach but I also go through very you know human things just like you and I'm willing to be transparent within that. So I hella respect that. I think that's great. Thank you. And I'll say this because imagine it this way. If I, because this was part of my journey too, if I was always waiting to the day where like my skin is clear, like I don't have any dirt anywhere in my house, like I'm a hundred with every part of my life, you know, like my money's right. I can tell this my success story before I can share with someone else. That what is my what am I building my success story on? Like what was my business? And now all of a sudden I'm a coach because I couldn't have been coaching the whole time if I was waiting to be perfect or to paint this perfect picture to start sharing advice, you know, and to start helping and motivating people to achieve their goals. It's like the chicken or the egg. Right. It's been challenging for sure to experience depression and experience anxiety or experience back pain or foot pain, you know, any of the things that have been a challenge in my life. Like, whew, sometimes it keeps me in the bed. But I have to thank God also for those experiences because they are what enable me to connect with other people. If my life was perfect or someone's idea of perfection or, you know, like, then who would I be able to relate to? That's not real. I'm so glad you said that because I always tell people we all are on this journey trying to figure this stuff out, and we all are somewhat connected in a way to where we can pull and learn from each other in our you know, own experiences to better ourselves on our respective journeys. So I'm really glad you said that. I don't know if we synced or what, Monique, but it seems like everything that we've been talking about just flows with respect to what you're doing and how you want to, you know, continue to um, help clients achieve uh, their to be their best selves and how you're also simultaneously continuing your journey to be your best self. So this is this has been a really, really good conversation. Um, uh, thank you so much. I don't even know if I told you this before, but I've never – this is my first interview, 
ever. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. yes, congratulations for the interview. Thank you for, for giving me the opportunity. <laughs> like, <laughs> so I'm glad that there's so much um, synchronicity between both of our brands and our visions and the message we're trying to share with people with through our platform. That's a blessing. And it's definitely an affirmation and a confirmation for me. Yes, confirmation, affirmation. <laughs> I don't even know if reciprocation is the word. I know it's reciprocity, well, but for the sake of the rhyme. We're having it right now, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what about those, and I know you said you uh, you work with brands for business. What about those who may not have a business, but they want to work on their personal brand? What are some tips that you could give to somebody so they could work on that aspect? Totally. Um, I really, and okay, I know we just had the conversation about social, and yes, it's a persona, and it may not be your whole story. In that same respect, it's like make sure that what you are putting on there aligns with your core values. Like I just um, released a journal. It's a health, wealth, and happiness accountability journal. And I believe, I'm pretty sure at the top of each section, I ask you to fill in your mission and vision. And even if I'm meeting like a young person for the first time, I just ask them that question to see what they'll say. You know what I mean? But I think it's very, very important, especially if you want to build your personal brand, to figure out what your mission and vision is, even if it's just for this month, even if it's just for this day. But to really set your intent and make sure that your actions align with reinforcing that mission and that vision. Because if you don't, then it will be very challenging for someone on the outside to recognize what your personal brand stands for because what you're sharing with the world, what you're giving out, doesn't align with it. And even if you think about, like, energy work and chakras and all of this stuff, it's like, you, you, we all really have to get in alignment with ourselves in order to create that abundance and to really step powerfully into our journeys and into fulfilling our missions. Yes, speak the word. Speak the word. You are absolutely right. Because if one is out of alignment, it's hard to be in total alignment when your root is off. You know what I mean? If you're constantly insecure, you're scared, or you don't feel stable in the place that you're in. It's hard for the rest of the energy centers to align up if the main, the one at the the root is mm-hmm. off. Now, granted, we all know for the chakra snobs out there, we know there's a lot of energy centers other than the main ones. We know that. But with respect to just for, you know, clarity, if if one is off, it's really hard for the others to align up together. Yeah, you know, you might have six, but if there's seven, you know, how can you really uh, activate those energies if one of them that helps the others activate is off. So a very tangible example of what you just said for someone that's not familiar with chakras or energy work. It's just like if you were building a house, you got to make sure the foundation is laid properly, period. If you build the house on sand, your house ain't gonna sand. It, <laughs> nope. <laughs> Ooh, new album coming out, season three. <laughs> I love it. But is there anything else that you want the people to know about Monique or Qualitarian Life? What I would love to say is that Qualitarian Life coaching, whether you think you're an entrepreneur or want to be or you have a business, whatever it is, it's for everybody. And I'm also not here trying to charge a whole lot of money for coaching or charge a lot of money for my time. 
my goal is really to just reach as many people as possible. I'll, I'll do it on a donation base. I know that this work is definitely um, more of a calling than what I'm doing to make money, but because of the need in terms of the wellness factor and how many of not just us, meaning people of color, but us in this country are so ill just because of the disease that has been integrated into our lifestyle, mm-hmm. especially as that relates to nutrition and what we eat. Even if it's spiritual food, you know, like there's there's so much distraction and there's so much toxic yep. um, toxins available for us to consume that I am very, very happy and pleased to work with anyone that is open and willing to have the conversation. Um, For me, I'm never trying to force any information down someone's throat. I will always encourage you to make the best decisions, and I hope that if you are in my corner, you'll do the same for me. However, this is not something that is inaccessible. I want it to be very, very readily accessible. Okay, so you're able to work with different budgets. Yes. Okay, I think that's really um, helpful to know, especially with healthcare in a um, questionable status right now. I think a lot of people are are nervous, rightfully so, in terms of how to access proper care, whether it's holistic or whether it is um, traditional, you know, pharmaceutical or traditional medicine. So that actually is is pretty dope because there's a lot of people can't afford healthcare. I mean, it's I that's some expensive stuff, and you know, it's. It's really good that you're able to understand, hey, you know, this is, I'm not trying to get you for all your money, you know? Like, I know Tiavana, Tiavana, they um, are going to close all of their stores. And even though they kind of fit in the health and wellness category, do you know who Tiavana is, the tea company? Yes. Well, I think, and I only know this because I've, I've dealt with Tiavana firsthand, um, but I realized with them, they fit in the health and wellness brand. But I don't think they were able to sustain after the Starbucks merger. And I talked about this on the IG story um, two days ago because their sales process bled people dry. Mm. So when you come in wanting a cup of tea and you go through a five to six step sales process, which now has you walking out with $200, $300 worth of tea that you might not mm. have necessarily budgeted for, that turns off people over time. Or it may not make you want to come back because you've already spent so much money. So I think that's pretty cool that, you know, you're just like, hey, I just want to sustain for the long term and I want to help people. And I'm willing to work with their budget because I know that everybody has different things going on. I mean, I feel like financial stability is fluid to a degree, to a certain level until you get, you know, until you get a certain amount of money saved. You're going to constantly go through the moments where you're trying to figure things out and be stable until you get a plan together and a strategy to stay consistent. Exactly. I think that's pretty dope. I definitely hope that, you know, you, you check out either – Oh, I will take that back because I wanted to say if you check out qualitarianlife.com, you can become a member, but I realized I didn't explain what that was. So part of, you know, in addition to the coaching is I'm looking to connect with like-minded products, services, and um, companies that are tools or resources to help increase your health, wealth, and happiness and to provide members with dynamic discounts on their products or services. So that's not something that I'm charging for. You can go to 
qualitarianlife.com. You can go to qualitarian.life and just sign up. And God willing, each month there will be different discounts available there. Some things will be uh, more long-term, but some things will change. So please become a member, and you'll be on our email list, and you'll find out all the latest updates, not only about the membership opportunities and offers, but also about coaching programs and resources. I like that. And also, um, you mentioned your journal. Explain to everyone what that journal is again. So it is a one-month health, wealth, and happiness accountability journal. And the purpose of the journal is to make sure really that you are working towards, if you don't already know what your mission and vision is, but working towards filling that, that void out for yourself, figuring out what it is. The journal takes you through opportunities to check off your goals and then also reflect on them and most specifically and importantly, provides you the space to fill in the action steps to complete each of those goals without making it so overwhelming, just giving you enough space to write it down. But if, you're right, if you have more than three action steps, then you might want to really prioritize and reprioritize what you're doing to make sure that the, the work that you're doing is not just busy work, but it's really focused on attaining that specific goal. And there's also a monthly tracker there so that you can say, okay, today I did my affirmation. I also activated on my health, wealth, and happiness goal. And then I also gave myself a reward at the end of the day. You may just have a health goal, you know, or you may just have a wealth goal, or you may just want to be looking into or thinking about developing your personal brand. But it's a tool for any person at any stage of their journey. And please, please, please feel free to download it. Um, you can click the link on my bio on Instagram, and my Instagram is qualitarian.life. And I just created an editable version. Thank you to your encouragement, Maria, for that. Um, that can be downloaded there. And so when you do download it, you'll become, you know, you'll receive coaching as well. So the program, it'll be more of in a, a group or an open setting. But if you are looking for one-on-one -on -one coaching, you can feel free to contact me um, either on Instagram or email, and my email address is mo, M-O, at qualitarian.life. And qualitarian spells Q-U-A-L-I-T-A-R-I-A-N dot life, L-I-F-E. And remember, the website is qualitarian.life. Don't put no comms, no nets, no orgs over there, y'all, because I know I did like three times and was like, why can't I find this site? So it's Qualitarian.life, okay? Exactly. Thank you so much. You are so welcome. Yes, <laughs> I'm so happy. Thanks again for speaking with me. You too, and um, thank you for taking the time, and have a great night. And that was today's episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it or got inspired about, you know, someone's journey that's out here making a passion of theirs their paycheck and how important it is to make sure that no matter how much money you make, you still remember to do things for the love. So um, if you have any feedback on the episode, feel free to hit me up. I'm on um, Facebook, Instagram, at Spiritual Homegirl, Twitter, and Pinterest. Yes, I'm on Pinterest now, guys. Spirit Homegirl. I'm on YouTube at Spiritual Homegirl. I have a website, spiritualhomegirl.com. I need to update that. I need to, wow, I really do need to update that. And I am everywhere. I am realizing I am legit everywhere. I'm trying to stay consistent on my 31-day vlog challenge. I fell off for like two days so I have to post like 
three or four videos to kind of catch back up. So if y'all have been um, somewhat following the <laughs> vlog journey, I am posting on there. I realized I'm kind of interested with my like, I realized it's interesting, I should say, with my um, social media. Like, it's weird. Like, my little short thoughts, I put on Twitter. My rants, I put on YouTube. My short rants, I put on Instagram, regular posts on Instagram. Facebook gets everything. So it's just really interesting, like, how social media, I have different things with social media. I didn't even realize I was doing that until I started the Vlog Challenge. I was like, dang, I'm really out here running my mouth on YouTube about random stuff. All my little opinions and my little rants and my little, you know, two snaps and around the world, all that stuff is on um, YouTube. So feel free to subscribe. Also, if you want to listen to more episodes, you can find me on SoundCloud. You can find me on Google Play Music. You can find me on Apple Podcasts. I'm also newly on Radio Public. Um, so that's exciting. I'm super excited to be on that directory. That directory is huge. So um, it's pretty cool. <laughs> And it would not be an episode of Spiritual Homegirl without me giving a note of gratitude to you all. It, it's a gang of podcasts out there. It's tens of thousands of them, as I always say. And you choose to listen to mine. I really do appreciate that. You know, with podcasting, it's like a, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. And it makes me feel good to know that I'm always working towards something every week, you know, to help people. And, you know, I learn things just as much as I'm pretty sure some of you all learn things throughout listening you know so it's pretty cool how like this all works out as I always say we're all connected so everything's connected to a degree and we can all learn from each other and through our experiences and in this case I hope that you guys can learn from my experience or my experience with interviewing someone through their experience so this whole universe thing is just so dope isn't it yes that has made me feel good ah yes but, anywho, I have to go ahead and get ready to prep for next week's episode. I have some friends that I'm going to speak with, and, like, legit friends. Like, these are people I've known years, four years. So, I'm super excited to um, chop with them and pick their brain on some things. Might be a Money Matters episode. We'll see. But, with that being said, this has been another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl. My name is Maria, and don't forget, trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace. Them problems in the past we had in yesterday. God bless you, angel loved ones. Be thankful where you at, don't forget where you come from. I'm talking no regrets. See the past and past us by, and the future's on the horizon. But right now is where we live life, ain't no rejects. All you have to do is believe. Just asking you receive everything that's meant to be.